So what are you motivated by? What are you motivated by? Anybody? What are some things? Maybe think from when you were younger to, to now. What are, what are some things you're motivated by? Approval. <laughs> Carrie, what'd you say? Pride in your work. Yeah, you want to you be a good worker, and so that comes out in how you work. Yeah, what else? How else are you um, motivated? What are you motivated by? Family. Maybe when you were younger, what were you motivated by? Money? What? Candy. Hold up, hold up. Somebody said candy? Perfect. Yes, candy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> having fun at school? Motivated by having fun at school. Absolutely. Your allowance. Thank you. The truth comes out. <laughs> motivated by your allowance. That's why we never gave our kids allowances. We, we, wanted, that, we wanted to build that intrinsic motivation. So. so there's so many things that, that we can be motivated by. We look at Genesis um, 27. Um, back there, we, we have the story. The, the uh, youth group is actually going to be talking about this story today, but at least the middle school is, with, um, with Jacob and Esau. And um, how Jacob went before Isaac acting like he was Esau. And his, his motivation was to trick his dad so he could have the inheritance. He wanted to have the money. He wanted to have his allowance now. So his motivation was very extrinsic. It was, it was very much for, for the now. You know, as I've, as I've gotten older, I, I know that my motivation has, has changed. My motivations have, have shifted to what maybe it's, you know, what people think of me. Um, hopefully now it's being able to, to, to serve the Lord and, and, and I have a desire to, to make Him proud. I know growing up it, it varied. It always depended on on what was going on, what, you know, um, I joined a band because a cute girl asked me to. <laughs> that was my motivation. And as I've, got, as I've become a parent and, and um, you know, gone on in, in my job here, it seems like my desire to, to see the Lord working in, in, in what I'm doing, my desire to see the Lord in, in the kids has changed how I view so much of what I do. You know, in Matthew 5, we see the Sermon on the Mount, and that is one of my, especially the Beatitudes, one of my favorite passages in the Bible. You know, I've kind of viewed it as a, as a roadmap for you know, directions for how we are to live, kind of those blueprints. And, and I love the way that, that, that Jesus talks about our relationship with God. You know, as we're, but as we're going through Luke, um, you know, Jeff asked me to preach and, and he said, hey, you've got Luke chapter 6, you're going to be in uh, 17 through 26. And I'm like, blessings and the woes, sermon on the plain, we're good, this is so much like the, the Beatitudes. And I, I, was, I was really excited about, about what we we're going to be doing because that, that first part of the, um, of the Beatitudes, you know, said... Whenever Jesus is talking, he's continually talking about our relationship 
with God. And so we see all these things, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, and, and, and I related them immediately to our relationship with God. And Jeff knew exactly where I was going, and he said, I want you to be really careful not to do that. Not to say that these are the same times that Luke was sitting there with Matthew, and they're both taking notes, and they just did it a little differently. Um, and so coming into Luke 6, it was, it, was, it was really much, I tried to look at it a little differently, and, and what we see, maybe it's because of Luke's background, maybe it's because of, um, you know, just what it is we're looking at, but I want to go ahead and, and read Luke 6, starting in verse 20. It says, looking at his disciples, he said, blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. See, it sounds a lot like those Beatitudes. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. A little bit, little bit different. Blessed are you who, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, is what he said in Matthew. So a little bit different. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how the fathers treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry and woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for that is how the Father treated the false prophets. So if you're poor, you're going to get the kingdom of heaven. If you're hungry, you're going to be satisfied. If you're, weep, if you're weeping and if you're mournful, don't worry because you're going to laugh. If men hate you, if they exclude you, they insult you, reject you, because of the Son of Man, rejoice. So I want to look at these, at these blessings first and what these blessings really mean. Does this mean that anyone who is poor or anyone who is hungry, anyone who is mourning or anyone who is rejected, is that who, who is blessed in this? Jesus, I think, I believe he clarifies it in verse 20. He says, in who he's talking to. Jesus is talking to his disciples. So he's looking at his disciples and he sees, just like we might, they are in so many different stages of their life. Some are up and some are down and he sees the, he sees the poor and and. You know, maybe he does see the rich and he sees the, the hungry and those that are well fed. And he's looking out there and he's saying, if you're my disciple, you are my disciple. If you, if you happen to be poor now, don't dwell in that. Don't believe that that is your forever. If you are, if you're hungry now, you happen to be hungry don't live in that moment know that you will be fed and he goes through these and then he says what's always tough here 
but rejoice. You know, that's always something that I, I had trouble telling people was, you know, you're going through something tough. It's okay. We should be thankful that God trusts us with this. That means nothing to me whenever I am going through that junk. That means absolutely nothing to me whenever I am going through that. I do not feel like rejoicing. I don't feel like putting on a smile. And sometimes that's what it feels like I'm doing is I'm coming to church and things are heavy on my heart. And I put a smile on and I get up here and I lead worship and I let you guys see what I believe you, you maybe you need to see or that you want to see. Because maybe I'm supposed to rejoice and be glad that I'm going through this mess. I don't always know how to navigate that um, seeing that junk as blessings. We're going to get back to that in just a moment because next, Jesus goes straight into the woes. And he talks in, um, he starts those in verse 24 and he talks about, you know, if you're rich, You've already received your comfort. If you're well fed now, you will go hungry. And if you're laughing now, you will mourn and you will weep. And if all men speak well of you, don't worry, that's going to stop soon too. You know, as I, was, as I was going through this, you think, well, can I, as a disciple of Christ, can I not have money? As a disciple of Christ, can I not laugh? You know, I think of, of Tom Hanks in a league of their own. There's no crying in baseball. There's no laughing with Jesus. Is that what, is that what Jesus is saying here? That, that you, can't, you can't have these things. You can't be joyful. You can't feel satisfied with, the, with what you have. And I think there's a few verses that that remind us that that is not the case. In verse 23, Ross, if you don't mind going to verse 23, it says, Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Ross isn't back there, sorry. <laughs> Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. During this blessings time, he's talking about now. And so we are reminded right here that Jesus wants us to leap for joy. He wants us to feel that happiness. He wants us to laugh. But look, these situations are not about the physical. It's not always about, we don't, we're not supposed to find our, our joy in the physical nature of being poor. Jesus doesn't say, blessed are you who, you know, all of you who are poor. Jesus' blessing is talking about, is in relationship to his, to our relationship with him. If you are poor and a disciple of Christ, yours is the kingdom of heaven. If you're, if you're hungry and you follow the Lord, you will be satisfied. Again, it's not about our physical situation. 
Our blessing isn't about our physical situation. Our blessing is about our relationship with Christ. And that goes along with the woes as well. The woes and and our situation with the woes is about our relationship with Christ as well. If what you are seeking is riches, you'll get them, but that'll end. If what you're seeking is is to be well-fed and to have everything that you desire, you you might get there, but then at some point you'd have had enjoyed it, and then you're done with it. If what you desire is to be recognized and to be praised by others, that will come. We can all find ways to do that. We can lie, we can cheat to get that praise. But eventually it's going to stop. Those woes are not tied into the money. They're tied into our chase after the money. That hunger isn't tied into the food. Being well-fed isn't tied into the food. It's, it's tied into the, the physical chase of having all that you could ever need and then some. The idea of being talked well about It's not just about seeking the praise, because if all you're doing is seeking praise, if all you're doing is seeking for people to say these awesome things about you, they're going to start to see the real you. It is about our relationship with God. It's about our relationship with God, how we view him, how we, how we see him, how we, how we talk with him. You know, last week, I think it was last week, Jeff talked about trading the, the great for the good. Was that last week? Yeah, okay. I get mixed up. We do that all the time. And I couldn't help but, but think of that lesson. Couldn't help but think of those words as I'm looking, for, as I'm looking at that. We tend to look at our life and want what is best for our life now instead of running after Christ and seeking Him despite what that might mean for our physical wellness. Man, got to have the next job at the detriment, you know, maybe of our family. You've got to have people to speak well of you despite how you treat those who are under you. We trade the great. We trade who Christ is and we trade that life with him for what we think matters right now, what makes us comfortable right now. We see that theme throughout Jesus' life and he keeps saying, don't do that. Just seek me out. Seek me and you'll find me. And that's what he keeps telling us. So what do we do? How do we react? How do we, how do we look at this lesson? I think first and foremost, we have to run 
to Jesus. We have to seek him out and hold on tight to the Son of Man. We look at this again. In verse 22, he talks about, Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you, when they insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. That's the only way we can find joy in all the junk is if our relationship, if we are holding tight to the Son of Man. That's it. That is the only way that we can find joy in that because it just doesn't make sense to find joy in our hurting circumstances. It doesn't make sense. But the other thing that we have to do is I think Jesus is calling us to pay attention to the hurting, to the outcast, to the hungry, to the depressed, to the forgotten. We have to pay attention to them. We have to seek to fill their needs. How are they supposed to be even, you know, how can they find joy in being hungry? Even here on this earth, is if people are walking beside them and people are, are, are trying to, to be with them. That's our job. That's what we get to do. Is we get to walk alongside these people and be Jesus to them. Every day when we see them, I don't, I don't know what it is for you. But are you looking for ways that you can do that. We have so much going on in this church and we have a lot going on with the children's ministry and the youth ministry and the pantry. It is for nothing if we are not paying attention to the hurting and the outcast and, and the hungry and the depressed. Because all of a sudden we see those, we see those woes and, and is that what we want for our church? Do we want a church to seek just after the numbers? Do we want our church just to seek after filling every pew or are we really seeking after the heart of God and that the people that are here are running after him? Because it's not just about the numbers. It's not just, we talk a lot about, about our budget and it is good and we need to do that. But it is, in, it is in concert with our relationship with Jesus. It is not just about the money. It is about helping us be good stewards of who God is, of who God wants us to be. For us to be, to, to build our relationship with him. So as I, as I think about being the head, the heart, and the hands of Jesus, as we were looking at, as I'm looking at Luke 6, I hear the blessings and I see the woes. But it comes back to our relationship with Jesus. Are we willing to trade? I'm going to say it again. Are we willing to trade the great that relationship with God, even if it means a little pain now, are we willing to trade that for the satisfaction of the now? For the immediate gratification that we receive? For the praise that we love to hear? Everybody likes to hear that. 
So let me offer you a challenge. Get to know each other. Because if we want to lift each other up, if we want to talk well about each other, let's do it in a way that honors the Lord. Let's not just talk about people's position, but let's see where they are in the Lord. Let's see where they are in Scripture. What, are they, what have they been reading? What have they been doing? How have they been serving? Ask them those questions. And then we get to say thank you. Praise God that you are fulfilling His mission here with those people. And it's not about just who they are, but whose they are, whose they get to be in Jesus. Thank you.